You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are exactly what the world needs, and God has brought you here for His divine purpose. This is not the time to wring your hands in despair. This is not the time to get drowned by the voices and turbulence of the outside world. This is not the time to get worried about what you could have done and what you couldn't do in the past years. Rise into your decade of relevance. Step into your season of prominence. A new decade has just begun. This is Purpose 2020. And now, prepare your hearts as we welcome God's servant this morning. Turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel 22 and verse 2. I'll do Matthew 5. Um, I, I wanted to do the message translation, so I have written it out. Acts 20, 35, John 4, and most of my sermon will be based on John 4, the story of the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well. So let's start with 1 Samuel 22 and verse, I'll do 1 and 2. David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. So when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, that he had moved, they went down there to him. Sometimes God needs you to move for people to see where he's taking you. They went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress, and everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them. And there were about 400 men with him. Turn with me to Matthew 5. And we are doing verse 22. But I'm doing the message translation. Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be the salt seasoning. That brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness. How will people taste godliness? Or how will people taste the goodness of God? You have lost your usefulness and you will end up in the garbage. I want to read that again. I don't know why. Let me tell you why you are here on this earth. You are here to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste the goodness of God? You have lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Now turn with me to Acts 20 and verse 35. Acts of the Apostles, the 20th chapter, and I'm doing verse 35. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Somebody say amen. amen. It is more blessed to give than to receive. 
finally i'm doing john 4 and i'll pick and choose i'm doing the entire um chapter but um i need to pick and choose some of them because of time and this is a story of when jesus met the, the samaritan woman at the well verse 10 jesus answered and said to her if you knew the gift of god and who it is who says to you give me a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water and this living water never runs out let's do verse 15 the woman said to him say give me this water that you talk about that i may not thirst nor come here to draw jesus said to her go call your husband and come here now let's jump to verse 28 the woman then left her water pot went her way into the city and said to the men come see a man who told me all things that i ever did could this be the christ then they went out of the city and they all came to jesus amen we are speaking on the month of laughter and this morning the title of my sermon is be the reason be the reason I wanted to stay away from saying that I'm here to shift your perspectives, but I have to say it. This morning, once again, I am here to change your paradigm and to shift your perspectives. What happens over time is that we come to believe some things, whether rightly or wrongly. And if they are wrong things, or they are not based on the theology of Christ Jesus, these things become strongholds. They become mountains. They become limitations that block us from accessing the blessings that God has made available for us. Fundamentally, we need to understand that God is our Father. We call him Abba. That God is our provider. That God is our sustainer. That God is a mother who doesn't forget his children. He says in his word that even if your earthly parents will forget you, I, the Lord, I don't forget. The Lord is the many-breasted God. He makes sure that all his children are fed. He said, even on the wicked, I make my, my rain to pour and my son to shine how much more my children fundamentally god has already made provision for your success and your blessing is somebody hearing me this morning fundamentally whether you choose to believe it or not whether you have accessed it yet or not whether it has manifested or not whether in your heart you don't even believe that god has made provision for you my assignment here this morning is to let you know that before the creator created you and gave you a purpose, he already made provision for everything you will need in this life to succeed. Before you were born, before your father met your mother, before they conceived, before they gave birth to you, before you even went to school, before you started working, before grace found you for you to even become a child of God, God had already made his blessings available. It's in a bank and it's waiting for you. 
why would you not access it? The reason is this. There are some things that become pers mountains, perspectives, limitations, strongholds that block us from accessing what God has already made available for you. As long as you pray in alignment with his will, he has made provision. Somebody say amen. amen. The thing that you are trusting God for, he has already provided. Even before the beginning of time, he had made it available. Our job is to pull down strongholds that make it impossible for us to access this blessing, this goodness, this health, this riches, this well-being, this marriage, this car, this house, this peace of mind, this joy that God has already provided for us. And this morning, I am here to help you pull down one stronghold that has been limiting us from accessing the goodness of that has been stopping our laughter. If you don't pull down the stronghold, then you can pray and pray and pray your lungs out and you will still cry in your room. Laughter will elude you. When you come here, you will fake laughter because everybody is laughing. But I said to you in the first week that in this month, we are shifting away from tapping and we are becoming the, the, the reason why we laugh. We have a reason to laugh. And that reason will be that God has placed laughter in our mouths. We have seen the manifestation of the goodness of God in our lives. So I want you to follow me. Like the Samaritan woman, she was searching for a reason to laugh. Her life was, was bizarre distressed life confused life how do I know this woman had been married five times already five times some people are struggling for one she had married five times five weddings planning a wedding gets married I don't know how many weeks or months or years those marriages lasted but she had gone through that five times in fact the man she was living with now was not even her husband that was the sixth one and it was an adulterous relationship something just tells me this woman was looking for something she wasn't finding this woman was looking for validation for her life this woman was looking for a reason to find self-esteem in her being this woman was searching. Man number one will come and promise her the moon. I will give you this. I will give you that. She would agree. Have a wedding. Get into the marriage. Now I've done a punching bag. It turns into a nightmare. She wanted a reason to laugh. In fact, she had become the opposite. The laughing stock. Of her village everybody will come to the well at dawn everybody will come at the same time this woman will wait in her room and wait till everybody had left that is the reason she encountered Jesus she came at a time nobody was supposed to come to the well but this woman has said enough of the laughter enough of the shame I, I can't laugh 
I can't laugh with people. I, I don't even know what they will be saying about me when we get to the world. Maybe they will be smiling with me like everybody does in church. But behind me, they are talking about my barrenness. Behind me, they are talking about my inability to keep a home. Behind me, they are talking about my, 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 my weight. Don't laugh. Behind me... <laughs> God forgive you if you have been laughing that I am Obolo. God forgive you. I don't know what they are saying behind me. Maybe they are saying behind me that this woman will never do well. Maybe they are saying that somehow your life will never see goodness. I don't know what they have been saying about you. I don't know why you have become a laughing stock for the world. But this woman was looking for a reason to laugh. And this woman came to the well and met Jesus. And Jesus said to her, I know what you have been searching for. You have been searching for a reason. But like the world, you have come to believe that you need to ask God to give you. But this morning, I am going to change your perspective, Jesus said. And she said to the woman, you are asking me for water. That is what you know you know how to come to me and ask for bread you know how to come to me and ask for resources you know how to and cry that i should make you that i should give you this or i should give you that but this morning i want you to change something i don't give i make i don't give i give when you are a baby babies can't do anything for themselves so babies will cry for things. Babies will cry when they are hungry. They will cry when they want their nappies changed. They will cry when they need affection. But when you mature, God, you don't need to, anybody to give you. You don't, you don't have to be a taker. You don't have to go to God asking, give me, give me. When you become an adult, you begin to fend for yourself. That is when God says to you that I will make you. He called Abraham and said, I am going to bless you. I am going to make your name great. I am going to be, make you, a, 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 but, but beyond the giving you a name beyond the blessing you i am going to make you a blessing jesus said to the samaritan woman you are asking me for water you are asking me for a reason to to laugh you are telling me that you don't want to thirst again so i should give you water that will not make you thirst again but listen to me woman if you knew the one who was talking to you you will not ask me to give you a car a house a mansion a business you will not ask me to give you a husband a child what you will ask me is that give me that thing inside of me that will make me a blessing that will cause me to be the source of the blessing because when God gives to you something can take it out of your hands but when God makes you that is why we call this place the maker's house when God makes you a blessing <laughs> you are the source the fountain of that blessing when God makes you a blessing, you don't strive with men. Oh, when God makes you a blessing, you don't listen to what men are saying or doing behind your back. Oh, because if even the thing is taken out of your hands, oh, you are the well, you are the machine that will regenerate and create and bring forth again. Jesus said to the Samaritan woman, I know that you think like the well things, but this morning, hear me out when I say, I am Jesus and I am able to make you a blessing. I will put that river into your heart and in your spirit and that river will make you a giver and not a receiver maybe you are not hearing me this morning in this month of laughter our prayer is going to be the Lord 
don't make me laugh. Make me the reason why people laugh. Make me a blessing, he said to Abraham. In you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. I am blessing you. I am making your name great. But I am not leaving it there. I am saying that as a child of God, tongue-talking, Bible-believing, child of God, born of the blood, sanctified by him, the nations of the world, the people around you, in your community, in your home, in your office, wherever you find yourself, the people around you must laugh because you are there. Because you are the supplier. Because you are paying school fees for people. Because you are being a solution to them. So you are not there saying, give me, pay me, let me do. But you are there and, and anytime you walk into the room, people's faces light up. Why? Because the man who solves our problem has arrived. Because you are a blessing unto your generation. Jesus said, if you, you know the reason you are here? You are here because you are the salt of this earth. You are supposed to bring the God flavors in men out of them. Oh, Jesus is saying that the reason that God has made you a child of God is not to say, give me. Oh, give me this, give me that. Oh, Lord, I'm praying for it. But you are supposed to be so blessed that you begin to season the life of people around you. When you lose your saltiness as a child of God, of what use are you? Salt is used by itself. When you get to your house and the salt is sitting there on your kitchen counter and you, it's in a tight container that you cannot open, of what use is that salt? Even by itself, as it stands there, can you eat salt by itself? All you need to do is take one teaspoon of this thing called salt, put it into your soup, and the soup that didn't taste good suddenly gets taste. Salt by itself is useless. And I am giving you a revelation this morning. As a child of God, if God has blessed you, and you are not being a blessing to your generation. You haven't started affecting anybody's life with the, with the gift and the grace that God has called you with. You are useless. Many of us have become very useless Christians. Sunday we dress up, come to church. Sing, dance, shout. We raise our hands. We come to the altar. We dance. Lord bless me, Lord. Do this then. Do this. And, and, and we are just there. And we are just there. We go to work. We go to our homes. Nothing changes. The problems around us remain the same. People don't see us as solution providers. People are struggling around us and we can't reach out to our wife because we are waiting to amass wealth. Salt, you don't need a lot of salt to make a difference. All you need is one small teaspoon of salt. And the taste changes. You don't need much in your hands. You just need to shift your perspective. You don't need a lot. Every gift God has given you, and I'm not talking about money. Every 
every gift God has given you, the minute you tell yourself that I am going to be a blessing to my generation, I am going to affect somebody's life, I am going to be the salt seasoning in somebody's life, the minute that shifts and you begin to touch somebody's life, God opens up the resources that he has stored ahead of you because you are beginning to find meaning and purpose for your life and the access becomes possible. A seed, every seed has potential and power in it to become a tree. Every seed, every seed, every seed, every seed. Once God creates the seed, he puts in that seed the power to germinate and to grow. Every seed, every seed. If it's pepper seed, yes. If it's tomato seed, yes. If it's an apple tree seed, yes. Every seed has, in every seed is the power to germinate and to grow. Until that seed becomes a tree, it is useless. Somebody hear me very well this morning. Until that seed falls to the ground, it dies. It goes under the earth. It goes through darkness and pain. It sometimes even begins to think to itself that is the end of its life. It goes through turmoil and frustration under the earth. That seed is going through a process. And in the moment of time, that seed will sprout out of the ground. That seed will become a tree. That seed will begin to bear fruit. That fruit will feed nations. That seed will become a tree. That will be a shade under which weary people come to rest. David was that kind of seed. He had gone through dejection, affliction. Saul was after his life. Oh, he had been told that he was a king. He had been anointed as a king. He had potential in him. But somehow his life was a mess. But David understood that he was a seed. He was going through the process of germination. And that seed went into the ground. And that seed began to find the potential in itself. And David said, I have been anointed. I am not king yet. But God has seen my giftings and my potential. God has realized that I am not useless as some people think. Oh, they may not be seeing who I am right now. Saul may be after my life. My brothers have dejected and forgotten about me, but I am beginning to realize my potential. Oil has been poured on my head. God has chosen me as king over his people, but the palace is not mine yet. Oh, but I am a seed. I am still a seed and I am going through that process and David said to him and said, God has anointed me because I have potential. Even though I am a seed, I have gone through hard times. I have gone through tumultuous times. Oh, but let me find the people that need my shade. Let me find the resources and give back. Oh, let me give back unto them my potential. I have been trained as a shepherd. I am a leader. I have been fighting battles. I have resistance and strength. Let me gather these distressed people around me. So Bible says in 2 Samuel 2.22 that David called unto him 
himself. Men that were distressed. Men that were in debt. Men that men were looking down upon. Men who had nobody to turn to. And David said, come unto me and I will be the captain of all of you. And I will lead you. And I will guide you. And I will show you the goodness of God. And I will teach you the ways of my God. And I will let you understand that self-esteem is inside of you. The world may not be seeing it right now. But God has placed it inside of your heart. And you know the amazing thing. These 400 men, we read about them later in 2 Chronicles. And they have a title. We call them David's mighty men. David's mighty men. These were men who were in debt. Men who were in distress. Men who were looked down upon. Some of them were vagabonds. Some of them were thieves. Some of them were, were, were abandoned. Some of them were bastards. Some of them had messed up their lives. But David said that because I am a seed and I cannot be useful until I become a tree. And these people can find shade under my tree. Oh, immediately he had done that. God began to move him closer to the castle. He was ready to be the king. That God had ordained and purposed for his life to be. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. God has put every gift you need inside of you. Paul says that Jesus taught us to say or to believe. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Everything God has given you, it is time to give. And as you begin to give of any resource God has placed into your life, amazingly, you start becoming a blessing. Awesomely, you start laughing. Because joy, God puts a certain joy in your heart that material things cannot give. The minute you reach out to that brother and say, I may not have money, but I have counsel to guide you and to make something out of your life. Immediately you have become a blessing in that person's life. And the manifestation of that blessing will begin to see, you see in your life. It's time to be the reason somebody laughs. It is time. Church, it is time. What gift do you have that you have to share with somebody? What has God placed inside of your heart? That is somebody's blessing. Somebody has been praying for that miracle. That miracle is in your hands. Somebody has been praying for that blessing. That blessing is in your hands. Somebody has been praying for that companion. That companion is you. He says, I will bless you. But you are not going to see the manifestation of that blessing and that laughter. Your laughter will be short-lived. Unless it is laughter that is coming from deep within your spirit. And you can only find that when you go through that process of pain. And you come out of the ground. And you begin to bear fruit. And people come and take off your fruits. And eat of your fruit. And when they are eating of your fruit, what they will say is, God bless you. God bless you. After you have given that person a job, you say, God bless you. 
After you have put laughter in somebody's mouth, the person will say, God bless you. And all of a sudden, you are becoming a blessing. All of a sudden, God realizes that this child is ready to access the gifts that I have placed. They became David's mighty men. I remember the Shunammite woman in 2 Kings. That woman had everything. That woman was rich. But it took her taking a step to give to the man of God. That woman said, I have seen this man of God come to this town and go back. Can he come to my home anytime he's here so that I give him food? That woman, the, the giving of the food was nothing. That woman was rich. It was, it was like tiny dent in her income. So the miracle she got, the miracle of a child she got, wasn't because she gave the man of God a room to sleep or, or, or somewhere, something to eat. The miracle was that she shifted her perspective and realized that until I can, I can be a giver and a blessing, I am not ready to access the goodness of God. She gave food and a room. God blessed her with a child. Laughter for the rest of her life. You see, the kind of laughter you have when you have birthed a human being. When you look at somebody and can call that person your child. Whether biologically or spiritually or whatever. That kind of joy is very different when you buy a car. Two different things. Immediately you start becoming a blessing in somebody's life no matter how small. As soon as you make somebody laugh, you be the reason somebody laughs, your laughter doesn't cease. You become like the Samaritan woman. She saw the light. She had started to ask Jesus, give me that water. It's all I know how to do. All I know how to pray is give me. So she said to Jesus, indeed if you have water, give me water. Jesus opened her eyes, changed her perspective and said, oh you don't know who is talking to you. Let it change this morning. Become the reason somebody loves and your self-esteem will be restored. Your life will be put in better shape. This woman caught revelation. Immediately she left her bags her basket and everything she left her pot she ran into the city and she said to the same men who had looked down on her i have found something that you haven't found i have met the christ come with me come and hear come and see this man or oh, this woman immediately became an evangelist a bearer of good news she didn't hide the gifts that she had found she went into the village the village that had disdained her the village that had loved at her and suddenly she became a pillar of joy for the city. She said to the men, come. This time is not a man I'm going to sleep with. Oh, you may know me as a harlot. I've changed husbands five times. I am living with one who is not. But that is not what I'm talking about here. I have been trying to look for happiness. Now I have become happiness. Now follow me and let us go and see this Christ. And my Bible tells me that the people came. They followed her. They gave their lives. They got the message. And they began to say that now we are not even here because of what this woman said. We have experienced Christ ourselves. And we have seen that he is the Messiah. And the whole village was evangelized for Christ. By the same woman who thought she was nothing. And could be nothing. 
and had no self-esteem and had been looked down upon and had been looking for laughter and looking for pleasure and looking for things that will satisfy oh but some way somehow this woman suddenly became the light of her village suddenly she was salt she had found her purpose she began to season the lives of the people around her and I am sure they stopped laughing at her I am sure now they will see her and say oh thank you God bless you for showing us the light I am sure now they will see her and say oh after all that you went through after all the five husbands after all the inability to keep a home oh finally God has done something with your life I am here to tell somebody prophetically this morning that God is about to do something in your life if only you can change your perspective and ask the Lord this morning what can I give what can I give Lord, I know that you have called me. You have given me this new life. You have made me a child of God. You purchased me with God. It cannot be for fun. It cannot be because I have to dress up every Sunday morning and wear high heels and come here and come here. That would have been a waste of the precious blood of Christ. But the reason that he died was that you can be a blessing to your generation. You want to stand up this morning and say, Lord, I am ready to be a blessing. Open my eyes. Let me know what I can do. Give me that reason to be a blessing in somebody's life. Enough of the asking. Enough. Enough. 